celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And lest us not forget your dream team, to my left, dog father Joey Volani. To my right, dog trainer Alan Cable. Straight and center, Dr. Debbie our veterinarian. And of course, on Skype, we have animal communicator Joy Turner bridging that gap. Who do you want to talk to? Give us a call right now. one 405 Stacy, what do you got going on today? Well, it's spring, and I know everybody likes to get pets in the spring. Dogs, rabbits, sure. bunnies, and chickens. But you know what? If you're thinking of getting a little chick, you better think twice because you have to have more than one. If you don't have more than one... They can die of loneliness. They get very depressed by themselves. Wow. And that's a lot of chirping if you have uh, more than one. And if you have one that's really stressed out, imagine <laughs> what your girlfriend's like when she's uh, really pissed off and by herself. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and you're not around. Yeah, the chicken's worse. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I'll tell you, Stacy. it sounds like you have some issues you need to work I on. No, don't bash our own kind, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> Not like it's not true, Dad. But then again, what do I know? Because when when my wife's alone, I'm not there. You're not around. So you're not around. So, exactly. Yeah. She's she's blessed. She's grateful. She's having a party. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're not pissed off. We're having a blast by ourselves. Let's see. You uh you booked a hell of a show today. By the way, I just want to props up. You you were up at six a.m. This morning. I've been working for hours. To get the show going. I know. I had a lot of last-minute stuff today. Amazing. I pulled it together. You do a phenomenal job. A great show you have lined up for today. We're going to be talking to the guys that are putting together a pilot for a reality, sort of reality sitcom called Animal Control TV. Yeah, it's like, what is that? uh, Reno 911. There you go. Just like that. Just like that, but an animal slapstick animal control. Should be hilarious. And they have a Kickstarter campaign, and they wanted to get on Animal Radio to kickstart their Kickstarter campaign. We'll talk to them in just a few minutes. Also, we'll welcome back Dr. Gerald Post, talking about cancer in our pets and how it's not really a death sentence anymore. A lot of people think, you know, if your pet has cancer, that's it. That's it, yep. Uh, But uh, they react differently to medicines. Uh, than humans, and we'll find out more Much in just a better. few minutes. Yeah. Is this true we're having the cat whisperer on today? Yes, we are. What is it, Michelle Nagel-Schneider? I think you've got that right. Okay, she'll be talking to your cats in just a few minutes right here at Animal Radio. Uh, you pulled this out of the, the newspaper this morning. I, yeah, I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah, this is uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, a place I've never been. Alan, you've ever been to Kalamazoo? You've been everywhere. Uh, no, I have never been there, but I long to go so desperately. Just for the name alone, don't you think? <laughs> just to say yes. I've been to Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, and it exists. A police officer checking a suspicious parked car was surprised when a deer climbed out of the trunk and ran away. Now, see, I saw that story. The guy was parked there. Yes. He was parked suspiciously, so the cop drove up to him and said, Hey, pal, what are you doing? And he said, Well, I just hit a deer with my car, and he's in the trunk. I'm feeling bad. And the cop says, Let me see it. So when they opened the trunk, the deer jumped out and ran away. Yeah, he thought the deer was dead, but apparently uh, it survived that accident there. Well, that's a good story. story. It is a good story. As as long as he didn't drive to the city (laughs) and and open up the trunk, you know. I hit the deer in the country, and he's in the city now, and he opened the trunk up, you know. It happened to a buddy of mine with an elk. You know, he thought he killed the elk, you know, and he had it on the roof of his truck. And the elk, you know, woke up halfway home and started bouncing around up there. It was pretty, oh pretty funny. Gosh. Him, so, yeah. Also in the news this morning, this is kind of weird. You think that you could only get rabies from bites from uh, raccoons or uh, right, squirrels, even your animals. It's going to scare you. Yeah, this is going to scare you. What is it? You can get it with an organ donation <gasps> transplant. If you get an organ donated, this happened to a guy in Maryland. He
he uh, apparently contracted rabies and then donated his kidney and to he, somebody else. He died and they didn't know he died. They didn't know rabies. it was rabies. Oh, no. No clue. Uh, so I guess he also had donated several parts of his body. So those people, I guess three of them are still alive and they're okay. And they're they're being treated for rabies. So Whoa. a little more scary stuff. Be careful with your pets and make sure that they don't bring that in. Let's head to the phones. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I, I'm begging you, stay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Hello, my friend. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie, and animal communicator Joy Turner, all here at this simple little toll-free number. Write it down, 1-866-405-8405. This hour on Animal Radio, we'll be talking to the cat whisperer, Michelle Nagelschneider. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's <laughs> a heck of a name. It is a heck of a name. Uh, she'll be uh, telling us how to whisper to our cats. Also, uh, this hour, we'll talk to the folks from Animal Control TV. This is a brand new sitcom. Uh, at least they're going to try. They're trying they're to. They're trying. It's a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. Yes. And we'll find out more about that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Is it cheaper to fly to Chicago or by Nagelschnitzer? Not Nagelschnitzer. It's Nagelschneider. You can go through yeah. Nagelschneider. Well, that's close to Giggle Snort, isn't it? <laughs> Down the street. <laughs> Stacy off in her own world in her little secluded news booth. What's up? Remember the uh, Fiddler on the Roof where they did um, that song, A Blessing on Your Head, Muzzle Tough, Muzzle Tough. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I sound like I could uh, definitely do Broadway, but the Pontiff... Uh, the fr- um, what's his name? Pope Francis. Um, he did a blessing too. He didn't sing that song, but uh, <laughs> it just reminded me of it. Anyway, he did a special blessing that was out of character for him. Um, he called a dog up to get blessed. Hmm. I'll tell you about Ooh. it coming up on Animal Radio News. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five eight. 405. What was that? I got the hiccups. You're right there, pal. I'm sorry. Right. Give you a good shot on the back or something. Yeah, if you could do that. <laughs> Jeez, man. Almost out of the What's that there. that flew out there? What I don't know. That? I think it was my dentures. It was a feather. Let's uh, go to the phones. We have Wendy on the phones for Alan Cable, dog trainer extraordinaire. Hello. Hey, I'm Wendy. glad it was the hiccups and not my phone. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on in your world? Well, I have this adorable, sweet, lovely, uh, year-and-a-half-old golden doodle. He's neutered. And lately, when I take him to the dog park, if he finds a ball, he'll get very possessive of it with the other dogs. It's not his ball? It's a, it's another no, dog's ball? It's one he finds, and he has plenty of toys at home, and he doesn't do that when other dogs come to my house. That's another uh, another kind of aggression called possessive aggression. It's when a dog, in the old days, when dogs were first becoming dogs, you know, they would compete for everything. They'd compete for uh-huh. their food, and they'd compete for their sleeping place, their mates. They'd compete. Uh, today, dogs often guard their food. Some of them guard where they sleep. Some of them guard their crates. 
some of them guard even the, the beds that their owners sleep in. So when your dog's taking a, a toy away from another dog and acting aggressive towards that dog, he's taking possession of that toy. And so you probably don't like that. You want him to stop, right? Yeah, because I'm afraid he's going to act aggressive toward, like, a pipple or something down there, you know? Yeah, take and his I toy I don't know away. how to stop him or what, what to train him or... <laughs> Well, the simplest thing you can do is keep your dog on a leash at the dog park, okay? And does your dog know the command no bite or give? Have you taught your dog to let go of things? Yeah, yeah, I, I say let go. All right, so what you can do is you can bring your dog to the dog park on a leash, and you can actually elicit the help of another dog owner and take that toy and actually give it to your dog. Give the other dog's okay. toy to your dog, and then give your dog the command no bite. And I believe when you do when you do training, when you do behavior modification with dogs, it's real important to reward them for, for the behavior that they're doing that you want and not reward them for negative behavior. When they're not doing what you want, you just pay no attention to them or you actually, you know, you, you just you give them a, a quick correction, like no, you know, like that. So when the dog lets the toy go, you actually give the dog some praise and turn around and walk the opposite direction very fast away from the toy. And keep practicing that. The next step is to let the other dog walk over and pick up his toy while you've got the do- your dog on the leash. And when he acts calm, when he's acting calm, if he acts kooky, you turn and walk the other direction quickly, giving him a correction. Because as soon as the leash gets taut, he's going to get a major correction in his neck. And that's going to teach him that not only are you in charge, he has to be close to you, pay attention to you, and it's going to get his mind off being possessive of that toy very quickly. And, and as soon as he starts to calmly behave when other dogs come around and take their toys back or pick up toys, you give him praise, and then you let him off the leash. As soon as he's calm and not possessive, that's when you let him off the leash. Up until that point, you've got to keep him on a leash at the dog park so that you can make those corrections when he acts aggressive and other dogs' toys are around. Yeah, because this is very strange behavior because... When I've, I've um, socialized him from the day I got him as a puppy, and he used to like to go to the dog park and play with other dogs, but lately um, all he does is look for lost balls and want to play with me, and then when he's too tired of playing and doesn't want to be around other dogs, he'll take that ball and go off somewhere and guard it. Has anything happened? Any, anything? Is he, has he been attacked by another dog or, or frightened by well, other do- when, another dog? When he was growing up, because uh, um, he was smaller, the other dogs you know, would do what they do. Um, and I, I would watch very carefully. And um, he, he finally, one day, these three dogs went out at once, and he laid them all out one by one, faster than I've seen a pit bull move. <laughs> and That's pretty cool. And since then, he hasn't had to protect himself, and he hasn't done that. Well, it's interesting what you say. He hasn't had to protect himself because you, as the pack leader, you're almost charged with protecting him. So if you're going to let your dog off a leash around other dogs, you have to be prepared to step in. And it's it's very, very careful. You have to be very careful when you do this because you don't want to get bitten. But you have to you have to learn to step in and show your dog that, yeah, you're the pack leader. You're going to protect him. Because what that does makes him anxious. When he knows okay. he has to protect you and himself, makes him very anxious. I, I have a, another neighbor. I was telling a neighbor story before, and he was watching uh, three dogs here in the neighborhood. And the dog Dogs were literally having having their way with him. They were jumping all over him, and yeah. so he called me up on the phone, and I went over there, and and basically every time they tried to jump on him, I just took the space away, just walked forcefully right into the dog, and and said okay. no, down. 
It's kind of like you have to be in charge. You have to walk in front of your dog. Don't let your dog walk in front of you on a leash at your side or behind you. Don't let your dog enter the house before you. And when you bring your dog around other dogs, watch the body language of the other dogs. If you see any sign of aggression, put yourself between your dog and those dogs. Not not when they're biting and attacking. But take the space away from the other dog. Take that space. Be the pack I leader. Be- so he, he thinks that he's protecting me instead Absolutely. of the other way around. Absolutely. He is okay. he is your pack leader. He's in charge. Uh-oh. And because dogs are not dogs are not meant to be the pack leader, it makes them anxious. It makes them I fearful. Understand. You have to be the pack leader. Okay. Well I will go home and take care of that. And thank you for having such a wonderful show I can call. Thanks, Wendy. We appreciate your call. Thank you. Isn't it great that we have a show that we can uh, call? Like now, no, wait a minute. Now, what happens when somebody's breaking into my house and I want the dog to not look at me and say, what are you going to do? That's Joey. That's an interesting preponderance. And I will tell you right now that even if your dog, if you had like four dogs and two adults, the lowest dog on the totem pole in the pack order will step up and defend the pack when necessary. It's just like here at the studio. Gotcha. Yes, yes. If um, somebody breaks in, we'll use Hal as a shield. <laughs> <laughs> we're in rare form today. <laughs> On the show today, we're going to be talking to our producer of a brand new television show, or what they hope to be a brand new television show. The pilot's done and everything. They have a campaign. It's called Animal Control, and it's a reality show about animal control. I believe it has a uh, like a sitcom yeah, kind of feeling they're to mocking it. it. A mockumentary is what a they call it. Mockumentary, Yes. That'll be on the way right here on Animal Radio. Also, this hour, the Cat Whisperer. I was unaware there was a Cat Alan, did you know there was a Cat Whisperer? No, but I knew there were Gator Boys. Okay. Have you seen the Gator Boys? I love the Gator Boys. <laughs> I don't know the Gator Boys. Uh, they're two insane guys who have a very short lifespan, who go out and capture alligators. This is Animal Radio. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phyto-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Mom, I the best. 
best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. Radio. Losing my voice. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want a sip of water there? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, much better. Listen up in just a few minutes. Oh, we're going to do this now? Okay, great. Let's give away a scoop-free litter. We've been talking about the scoop-free litters and uh, the cat whisperer. In fact, we, we're going to have her on next hour. She'll tell you that you got to have these litters. Uh, one more than you have a cat. So if you have five cats, you want six litters. And don't put them next to each other. Place them all around the house. If you have different levels, make sure they're on all levels. The beautiful thing about the scoop-free litter is it's always clean. And when you walk into the bathroom, you want a clean bathroom. At least I do. Yeah. Well, that's the way it is with the scoop-free litter. You uh, change the cartridge. You do it about every month. About once a month. Once a month. Yes. And you don't even need to touch it. You just dump that cartridge right into the trash. Right. And I don't scoop it every day either. You don't have to scoop at all. You just put it for that month and leave it alone. I mean, really, leave it alone. There's no scooping every day. I got to love that. It comes with a hood. So if your cat is one of those mm-hmm. cats that likes privacy, it has the hood. But the hood is removable. Yes. So if they don't like the hood, you know, cats are finicky with that. Yeah, some like go it, either some way. Don't. It also has the health counter, which tracks the frequency of your cat's litter box usage. It helps monitor their health that way, finding out if they're going too much, maybe a urinary infection, if they're always going. The Scoop Free Litter is available at scoopfree.com. Let's go ahead and give one away right now at one 405 8405 Includes a 90-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited product warranty. It's the scoop-free litter. And we head to Grant. Hey, Grant, how are you doing? Hey, I'm okay. I'm sorry it's noisy in here, but I've got to be somewhere. I'm at work. It's noisy in here, too. we got a bagel stuck in the air conditioner. <laughs> so, what's going on with you? A bagel? What is a bagel? Is that the same as an unsugared donut? It's, yeah, exactly, like an unsugared donut, but uh, we don't know how it got up there. Actually, we do, but that's another story. Yeah, Let's they, deal with your issue. They wanted this, the donut instead, so they got mad and threw it. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, I've got a seven-and-a-half-year-old Pit Shepherd mix, and he's around 100 pounds. And when he was two, he had an adnexal hemorrhagoma in his lower right leg below okay. the elbow that it took two surgeries to remove it. And then a lipoma appeared at some point after that and it's really ballooned into a massive area in his shoulder right above where that was. And mm-hmm. it, it's mixed in with the shoulder muscle and the tricep muscle and he's had surgery three different times over it. Okay. And now I'm told that there's nothing else that we can do. We're doing quality of life. And I don't take that answer very well. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that can be done you know, they, they don't even want to take the leg off because they're not sure that it would solve the problem. Mm-hmm. If it was a human being, a human being would not be walking around with a Nerf football stuck in their shoulder. No, what no, absolutely not. What do you do about that? Well, I mean, the first question I have for you is I want to make sure, did this tumor at some point get biopsied and, and sent out? Or a piece yes. of it get sent out? It did, okay. So and it's been aspirated about once a year ever since it first appeared. 
Okay, because the first thing when I hear about uh, definitely fatty tumors or lipomas, they definitely have a high reoccurrence rate because they're fat cells, and it's impossible to remove all the fat cells. Um, But if I do hear that uh, a lipoma grows back very fast, um, there is a possibility of a lipoma making a malignant change to a liposarcoma. It's not terribly common, but we do know that less than 1% of these type of tumors can be malignant. So if it's been a long time since that's been revisited, you know, getting a piece of it um, would certainly be a wise thing to make sure. Now, with all that being said, you've had several procedures done. With some of these fatty tumors, they can be just immense, and if they're in between the planes of tissues, like between the different muscle layers, it is... Yeah, it is hard to remove that because we know there's going to be microscopic fat cells still in the area that will potentially grow again. So, um, you know, there may be some steps that can be done. Um, You're kind of getting into more of the theme of things where we'd be looking at radiation therapy. Um, So that may be a possibility. Um, That may be limited by your location and the availability of that kind of, um, you know, technology in the area, but it is a valid thing with all sorts of different types of um, cancers in dogs. And especially when we're looking at something that is maybe not so easily resectable, um, that may be an, an avenue to look at with that. That's never even been discussed with me. By, by the three different vets that have looked at it. They're just like, yeah. well, there's nothing else that can be done. And one yeah. was a, a board-certified surgeon that it, it cost me three house payments to be wow. unsuccessful in, in the last surgery a year ago this month. And, and of that course, was... that was biopsied and stuff, too. And I'm just okay. at my wit's end because he's a really good dog. He's active. He swims in our swimming pool. He runs by himself on a treadmill. But now mm-hmm. he's got a limp. And, and I'm just beside myself, and I, I don't accept there's nothing that can be done very well. I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not very good at that. Does that sure. make sense? Absolutely, and I like the idea that, you know, you did call in a surgeon, a specialist for that, because, you know, that sometimes, even us regular veterinarians out in practice, you know, will admit when sometimes, you know, normal traditional surgery doesn't work, we're going to, we're going to call upon those specialists to do their best to control the disease with aggressive surgery. And if that didn't happen, um, it sounds like your vets have done a, a lot already to, to guide you in the right direction. So the next step would really be consulting with a board certified veterinary oncologist. And um, that's okay. something that you can certainly kind of Google that to see what area you're in. Um, a lot of times if you're near a uh, in a state where there's a vet school, you're going to find oodles of specialists there, and, and they'll definitely have their handful of uh, veterinary oncologists. But most metropolitan areas do have those. And in here in, in the Las Vegas area, we have at least two to three at any time. So um, that might be an avenue to set up that consult, see if something like radiation therapy is a possibility or not. Um, okay. And, and then, uh, you know, they might even have some newer things uh, that are out there, um, sometimes on the cusp of uh, research. Um, you know, those are the, the folks that you want to talk to. We, we have a, a teaching hospital, um, you know, through Oklahoma State. I live oh, in yeah. Tulsa, mm-hmm. and they, uh, they're running our animal shelter mm-hmm. in our city. You know, they're, they're practicing their spays and neuters and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff on yeah. our animal shelter trying to get down the euthanization rate. You know, mm-hmm. they cut that in half, 15000 to 7000 a year. And maybe that's something that I could do. Maybe I could call up on the state and, and ask yeah. them, you know, hey, what is there anything that could be done? Can you all help me? And uh, mm-hmm. see, that hasn't even never been even discussed with me. I've just been told we've done all we can do. We're sorry. 
Yeah. Well, I, know, I wish I, I wish I had more clients like you because I have people come in with tumors the size of basketballs coming off a dog's sides, and they're like, "Um, oh, can you cut it off?" And you know, sometimes sometimes even surgery can't remove all of these things. You know, if it's a lipoma, that's good because you know those kind of tumors. Um, you know, we're not necessarily worried that they're going to spread to distant parts of the body. So so that certainly is in your favor there. So. Well, I'm going to do that. I really appreciate your time. It, okay. It's, it's, well. And I've spent a fortune on him. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just a working guy. You know, I think you can hear my truck running down the road. And I've spent <laughs> $4,000 on him. Oh, wow. You know, and that's a lot of money for somebody like yeah. me. And I don't finance anything. I don't even finance a roof on my house, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I try to save the money and, and do what I can do when I can do it. Mm. So that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, you've done a fabulous job with him, and, and I, I definitely embrace your passion because I'm, I'm that same kind of person. And, and if I didn't have opportunities for my dog's cancer here or in my environment, I, I would I was prepared to drive out of state. Sometimes you have to take it to that next step and travel. Um, so definitely, I'd encourage you to give them a call at that vet hospital. Well, and I, I have the ability to do that on my job. I can take him with me. You know, <laughs> Good. I can take him with me and drop him off somewhere and even come back to get him. Yeah, because we go to the same places all the time. If that makes sense, I'm going to explore that. I really appreciate your time. Okay, well, great. Well, good luck with that. Let me know if uh, if anything works out in that avenue. Okay, thank you. Thanks for your call, there, Grant. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. By the way, Doctor Debbie is a veterinarian in Las Vegas. She practices in Las Vegas. I don't know why you just don't do it for real now, but she practices and she does it. But <laughs> if you are a trucker, you're traveling across the country, and you're looking for a good vet or need a vet, of course, Las Vegas is a big hub for a lot of you trucker guys. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Give me a call. I'll hook you up with all the information, how to get in touch with her, as well as uh, her email, which is over at the website and her address of the clinic, the Lone Mountain Clinic over there in Las Vegas. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A California woman who allegedly instructed her two daughters to steal a neighbor's dog was arrested on charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and grand theft. A witness to the dog napping told police he saw two young girls jump out of an SUV and snatch the small dog while a woman inside the car was shouting at them to hurry up. A week later, the girls aged seven and nine were observed reacting strangely to a sign the dog owners posted offering a reward. They were sent to the principal's office where they confessed the stealing guppy, a small chihuahua Pekingese mix. Their mother, who was released on $20,000 bail, told police she took the dog to protect it from another dog in the neighborhood. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Mom, I had the best dream. (laughs) Well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine Caviar. 
What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. And now the top five reasons to get Genie from DirecTV, the most advanced HD DVR ever. Number five, Genie recommends new shows based on what you already watch. Number four, Genie eliminates inconvenient boxes in every room. Number three, Genie has three times more HD recording capacity than cable. Number two, Genie records five shows. Shows at once. And the number one reason, Genie serves your entire home with one HD DVR for a full HD DVR experience on every TV. Call now and get a free upgrade to Genie, plus lock in your savings for two years. Packages start at $29.99 a month. Call 800-399-5101 now and get 47 channels of HBO, Star, Cinemax, Showtime, free for three months. That's 800-399-5101. Direct TV client or an RVU-enabled TV device required for each additional room, additional advanced receiver fee supply. Three times more claim is based on one Genie HD DVR setup. Offer a requires 24-month agreement and entertainment package or above. First, your savings on entertainment is $25 a month. Second, your savings is $10 a month. $29.99 package not eligible. Offers M2613. New approved customers only. Lease required. Other conditions apply. Call for details. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, spring may inspire you to welcome baby chicks into your flock, but you know what? You should probably nix that idea if you're not prepared to care for them long after spring is over. You have to understand these animals do live longer than a couple of years, said Lacey Campbell. She's the operations manager at the Audubon Society of Portland's Wildlife Care Center. She said you really have to plan accordingly because chicks are live animals, they're not disposable toys, and they require very specialized care. I know, you know, it's the season. It's spring, Easter type of environment, and everybody thinks, oh, they're so cute, but chicks are pretty social, so you have to get at least two or three of them, not just one. And um, if they're by themselves, they can be very lonely and noisy, and they can die of loneliness or stress if they don't have another chick with them. And you also have to keep them in a brooder, which will stimulate the warmth and protection of a mother, so you have to buy one of those. And at night, you have to have a, a secure coop for them because um, predators, especially if you're in the city, the raccoon, poultry's number one enemy. They can smell chicken from a mile away and not the fried kind. So you have to be careful. Also, chickens carry salmonella for kids. And if you don't wash your hands, you know, it could be a big pain in the neck. You get diarrhea and all that. Start puking. Overall, owning chickens could be a rewarding experience, like all the fresh eggs you'll get, but only if you're really responsible about it. So you might want to think twice. A yellow Labrador. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, when the Pope was doing his blessings, uh, Pope Francis, he blessed a, a Labrador retriever before he blessed anything else. I guess he called him on stage. There were some journalists that were sitting down, and this one journalist had his dog with him. So he called him up on stage, and the Pope uh, got his little white dress sniffed and his black shoes. And then um, the pontiff did a blessing for the dog. The guy who owned him also asked that his wife get blessed. <laughs> you know, threw in his wife there too. But um, it was an unusual experience because it wasn't something that was prearranged. There's some bills that are being shopped in six states by the American Legislative Exchange Council that would make it a crime to film animal abuse at factory farms 
or lie on job applications in hopes of shutting down animal rights activists who infiltrate slaughterhouses to expose uh, those horrible conditions. The meat industry's response to these exposes has not been to try to prevent these abuses from taking place, but rather it's really been to prevent Americans from finding out about those abuses in the first place, according according to uh, Paul Shapiro. He's a spokesman for the Humane Society of the U.S. And what they're doing is trying to pass laws throughout the county that don't just shoot the messenger. They seek to imprison the messenger. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop-Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop-Free automatically rakes waste away. But unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop-Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. After I turned 40, my body started changing. I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. I started experiencing hot flashes, but the weight gain, that was the worst, especially the belly fat. I started taking Ambrin and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy. I feel as beautiful today at 50 as I did when I was 30. Thank goodness for Amberin. It rebalances your hormones naturally, which relieves the symptoms of hormonal imbalance in menopause, like weight gain, hot flashes, fatigue, low libido, and more. Amberin is the advanced all-natural formula, clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40, with no big change in lifestyle required. Amberin definitely made me feel energetic and sexy again. For a limited time, you can try Amberin risk-free and get a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-417-0351. That's Connection with your pets. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll free to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. All here for you and to answer your questions. I'll take a quick break right now. I wanted to talk about this uh, new TV show. These guys have been sending us uh, carpet blasts. They wanted us to find out about their Kickstarter campaign for a program called Animal Control TV, which is sort of like Reno 911. It's a reality show, but it's scripted. It's, scripted. Yeah. it's more, it's more ha ha, not just ha, but ha ha. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of. Ha. 
A lot of, lot of haws in there. How was that? What the heck? <laughs> how was that? And you got to uh, be Jewish to get that H out, huh? Like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> you could do it, Joe. You just have, a, have to have a chicken wing stuck <laughs> in your throat. <laughs> uh, send your complaints to Alan at AnimalRadio.com. We're welcoming the producer of this uh, program, Joyce Fitzpatrick, to the show. Hi, Joyce. How are you doing? Hi, how are, how is everybody? Oh, we're splendid, and we're very excited about this program that you're putting together. Uh, sort of like Reno 911, I assume. Absolutely, yeah. Well, tell us about it. Well, Animal Control is the brainchild of myself and Brian Shackelford. Um, he's the director and co-creator. And um, Brian, can you say hi? Hi, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hi, Brian. Brian is very well trained. <laughs> yes, he is. Exactly. Just like animal control. But um, the show is hilarious. It's about a producer that, you know, and I'm sure you guys are so aware of all of these crazy reality shows sure. that you see. The Kardashians, everybody. Yeah. And um, Brian has had the luxury of working behind the scenes and knowing how these shows are put together. So he came to me and said, let's try to do something. And I said, well, I love animals. And, you know, he goes, that sounds great. And we just decided let's try to make fun of that. So and, and you know, poke fun at it. And I, you know, had such a in-depth, you know, knowledge of it. And, you know, dealing with officers and animal shelters, we thought this would be hilarious because you will not believe all the crazy things that actually go on in real life at well, some of these Tell you know, us. Places. I want to hear them. Well, I'll tell you one time, um, and of course I was sort of like in training, and um, I actually had to go on a call, and when I got to the person's house, you will not believe whose house it was. It was President Clinton's brother. Uh-oh. And it was hilarious. I, I, you know, I was so busy doing my job that I didn't even realize that it was him. And then he said, you don't know who I am, do you? And I'm like, uh, wait a minute. And I looked at his name. I'm like, OMG. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, those are some of the crazy things that have gone on. And So what was going on there with his, his animal, his pet? Well, it was sort of like a licensing kind of thing. And, you know, you have to be licensed. And I guess maybe somebody ratted him out and he wasn't licensed. So, oh. so the president's so, brother didn't have a license, a license dog. for his dog. I know. Go figure. <laughs> he couldn't make a phone call, huh? Hey, brother, straighten this out here, huh, please? He couldn't make any calls, and I was like, oh, my God. What's interesting about this, Kickstarter is all a part of how you got this thing started, and it's kind of this is kind of new to me. I'm just learning about the whole Kickstarter dealy thingamabobber. Tell us how much money you were able to raise so far. Well, we're sort of like at the beginning of our campaign, <laughs> and we wanted to, it, it really takes a lot for a, t- a television show, um, people don't realize, and we're kind of just scratching the surface, I mean, uh, Brian and I are actually, we, we funded the, the first pilot, a lot of it ourselves, we had a little bit of some other investors involved, but it takes quite a bit of money. But we're trying to, luckily because we can wear so many hats that we can save money in a lot of ways. So right now our campaign is like at thirty thousand. Oh wow! And um, we're doing okay with it. We still have quite a bit of ways. Well, now how much do you need to raise? Well, uh, quite a bit right now. Probably another like you know I don't know twenty five thousand maybe. We're really. And when, when you get the money, what is the money for exactly? What do you money, need the money for? The money will be um, for we we plan on um, doing six more episodes. And the, the interesting thing that we do with the show is we break the third wall because we actually show 
the making of a reality show, all, all the primi- like all of the scripted uh, antics that go on that people don't know about. Because a lot of reality, like this to this day, I'd say about seventy-five to eighty percent of all reality, it's all scripted to sure. look like it's naturally happening. Uh-huh. So what we're doing is breaking that wall a lot and showing all the antics that really go on. It's like a sitcom of a reality show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly what I'd watch it. Well, packaged in a reality show. Don't you have like exactly. a? So it's interesting. You have a little trailer, don't you? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And uh, we'll link to that from AnimalRadio.com if that's okay. Can we do that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Are there any networks interested? Has anybody shown any interest in this? Well, yes, we got a few calls, um, probably from Warner Brothers. There's a possible interest. Um, we just got that call not too long ago. They saw our Kickstarter campaign, and we're meeting with them, with one of the representatives who just sold the show, so they're really interested. And we want to pitch it to Adult Swim and Comedy Central and, you know, any network that is really focusing on the mock TV right now, the mock reality shows. And I used to work for E! Entertainment, so they're doing the mock reality stuff, too. So I'm trying to get it to them. Oh, so I'm learning a lot here. I'm, lear- I'm learning so much from you guys now about how to, how to pitch worry, my new show. Don't worry, there's not any X-rated. There's only thing that we do have a very funny skit about cats. Uh-huh. And um, you don't. You might see a little bit of it in the trailer, but they actually do a raid on a spa. And the behind the scenes is they have cat, like, not really cat. It's called Kitty. It's called Kitty Ray. So that's all I'm going to say. And if you go and see it, it's like people right. just fell out just we, when they saw it. We definitely pushed the line on our comedy. I mean, if we haven't offended everybody in the process, then we haven't done something right. Cause oh, we're yeah. all, oh, I like that. Just like us. We're now. Fun so Animal Radio. Yep. Yeah. That, we're an like equal that. opportunity offender here at Animal Radio. So <laughs> well, and, and what we wanted to let everyone know is uh, that, you know, regardless of our Kickstarter campaign, we are moving forward. So, you know, we're hitting every avenue that we can. Have you tried Shark but, Tank yet? No, no, we haven't. I know that's kind of like a business type of, but you never know. This is a business. Never know. TV's a business. Joyce and Brian, we wish you the best of luck there. We got to run right now, but it's called Animal Control, and you can learn more. There's a website, right? Isn't there? I thought I saw. Absolutely, AnimalControlTV.com. We also have, you know, our kick, our Twitter site. That's at Animal Control TV. Okay. And then our Facebook is Animal Control TV as well. Everything is Animal Control TV. It's very easy to find. And the Kickstarter, you just go on Kickstarter and put in the search thing, Animal Control TV, and it pops right up. Beautiful. So we'll put all that information over at AnimalRadio.com, too. So if you're driving along, you want oh, that information. thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank no. You thank you, guys. So thank you. Had a great time. Thanks. Good, good luck there. Take care. Oh my gosh, you know that, that they give me, they, they inspire me because, you know, I've got my show that I'm trying to launch, Dancing with the Dogs, where we have celebrities I dogs know. and we get them on there with the instructors, you know, and we, we do the Dancing with the Stars, but it's Dancing with the Dogs. I think that's just a fabulous wow. idea. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Animal Radio is brought to you by. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
Hello, animal lovers. Vinnie Penn, the party animal, back with you on Animal Radio. All right. So recently I did the tried and true horse and buggy ride for, I don't know, I'd say the seventh or eighth time in my life. I remember the first time I did the horse and buggy ride. Of course, it was in New York. And as a little boy, I mean, it was just a real coup for me. Maybe I was in a cowboy phase and I don't remember. I I don't know. I just, this animal was majestic to me. And just hearing it clop, clop, clop down New York streets was, was really something else to me. I mean, I mean, I literally vividly remember this. Well, it has not been memorable since. Even times when I took horse and buggy rides through Central Park with really good looking girls all snuggled under a blanket with me. Uh, one of the worst was when a girl just went on a tirade about how convinced she was that this animal was being mistreated. She could not enjoy this ride because she was certain the rider, as pleasant as he was and as prepared as he was to regale us with tales of New York City, she was sure was beating this horse. Or at the very least, the horse just wasn't happy with its present employment. I don't know. It ruined it for me. One, because I didn't, re- you know, I, I certainly wouldn't want to believe that to be true. I'm an animal lover, as all, all of you are who are tuned in here. And two, because I knew then that this wasn't really turning her on and nothing good was going to happen afterwards or what I'd really hoped for during. Uh, uh, and every other time since then, in a romantic sense, the, the woman's never really been all that taken by uh, the, the scenes or the horse rider or, or anything. Plus, the riders kind of never shut up. The most recent one was at uh, was in, in Mystic, Connecticut, uh, at a place called the Mystic Seaport, uh, for those of you who might be so interested. A lot of history there. Uh, it's a really beautiful part of Connecticut. And again, as I said, a lot of history and just uh, a, a day of fun to be had there. And what's really cool about the horse and buggy ride we did there was we went with my sister, my brother-in-law, and uh, the misses and all of the kids. So he had four cousin, you know, you had two sets of cousins uh, on the ride. Um, my sister and my wife spent the entire ride uh, discussing where they would have dinner. Even though we were 20 minutes out of lunch, they were already discussing, should we go? Should it be seafood? Do you think that the kids might want pizza? They spent the entire ride discussing what was next on the menu. My brother-in-law enjoyed it at the very least because he's a history buff. And as I've said, that, that's mystic is just entrenched in history. Uh, and, and, and so he was just taken by the woman who was ride, who was, uh, giving us the tour at the little history lesson she was giving us. And little Joe was just this beautiful horse and you knew he was being treated well. You know, he's a part of the mystic seaport family. So I didn't have that hanging over my head. But when the most excitement it it gleans from the children is them passing by one of little Joel's bowel movements from earlier in the day. You know that the horse and buggy ride is lost on today's youth. Vinnie Penn, Animal Radio, Party Animal, on Animal Radio, that is. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio. Write this number down. It is 
405. If you're new to Animal Radio, now it doesn't spell anything except Kaflugina, as I believe what it spells. <laughs> uh, nothing, but it does have a little ring to it. one 405 This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Stella and Chewies. Natural goodness for dogs, made with raw USDA inspected meat. Raised naturally, no added hormones, no antibiotics. It's the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Find out more about Stella and Chewies at StellaandChewies.com. And let's head on over to Lori. Hi, Lori. How are you? Hello. I have a situation where I acquired a cat from my brother-in-law who thought she was diabetic, but when I needed to take her to the vet, um, the three tests that were done on her, she was not diabetic. Um, But I have two cats in the house that I've had for 10 years, and my male cat has been really going after her and attacking her. So he had had his claws. He wound up puncturing, giving her two puncture wounds in her back. Mm, That's why I needed to take her to the vet. And then I had the male cat's claws taken out. And they're still battling, but I don't know how to have them adjust to each other in a much kinder fashion. Okay, so they've been together for 10 years? My male has... Ten years. Um, my brother-in-law just gave me his cat in December, at the end of December. Uh, okay, because okay. Okay, that would be very unusual if the cats have been together for ten years and fighting now. Not, so not this is a new happens. introduction. <laughs> That's okay. why I'm calling, because I don't want this okay. going on. I gotta say, Lori, now just declawing a cat does not stop aggression. So don't let anybody tell you that declawing a cat is gonna stop them from fighting with another cat. Um, we have to get to the root of the problem here. And, I knew um, that. I just didn't want her injured, and he's now an indoor cat, so I, he didn't really need his claws. I thought I'd have to okay. eliminate that. So both of these kitties are inside? Yes, they are now okay. all inside. I used to live okay. on a farm. They used to be all outside on a farm, my male and female. And then when I moved into town, I would take my male back home to the farm for the summers to do mouse hunting for my mom. Okay. And then that no longer happened. So he's now in the house. Okay. All right. So, um, and then, so these kitties have been together since December. How do, do they always fight? Um, do they get along in harmony at any times of the day? They fight primarily when it's nighttime, but I know there are periods during the day when my male cat, whose name is Lola, will go after Brandy's one that my brother-in-law gave me. All right. Well, and then, so you said your other kitty checked out for diabetes. Fine. So that's not on the table at all. So we don't have that going on, correct? Correct. Okay. All right. Well, a couple of things that we're going to want to do. Um, when we introduce cats like this, you know, we just kind of throw them together and hope that all goes well. Sometimes it does. But when it doesn't, it's really important to take two steps, three steps, four steps backwards. Um, and that really means that giving the kitties their individual space, and if there's um, daily um, altercations that are going on, then they are definitely not ready to be together. Um, and this can be hard to accomplish in some households, but, but to really have these kitties separated when we can put them in together in a controlled environment where preferably we try to pair the presence of the two cats together with something really favorable like food. So we try not to leave food out and freely accessible and we put it down when the other cat's around. So in some households what you can do is put um, uh, a closed door, one cat's on one side, one cat's on the other, their food gets presented at that door 
um, interface, and they can smell each other. They know the other cat's there, but the food becomes a positive um, association with just the near presence of that other cat. So that's kind of going back to square one. Um, when cats are fighting and not getting along, some cats you got to really separate them for a day or even a couple days. Some cats even up to five days because they're so vigilant. They're so kind of stoked up that they just the sight of that other cat within those few days um, really triggers the the escalation of the, the altercation again. So you, you have to kind of keep that in mind and kind of um, know your cat's behavior. If your one cat is always agitated, looking and hunting for the other cat, he needs a break. He thinks that that's what he's got to do to ensure his home is safe. So keeping them separated and then doing a controlled reintroduction is really the way that we can gradually help these guys along. The next thing is that we have to make sure that we have ample resources for cats. Um, and, and sometimes they will have uh, territorial disputes over litter boxes, nesting sites, bedding sites, food and water. So for two cats, we really ought to have three litter, litter sites in this house. And we need to have at least two different feeding stations in different areas. Height, height, height is the way that cats get away from the world. So we want cat trees. We want um, perches by the windows in multiple locations so the kitties can have their places to go. And then the next step that before we start getting into the heavy-duty things like drugs is that I like to use um, cat pheromones, which are the scent hormones, or the kitty calming hormone. And those are available in sprays, diffusers, and it can help. Um, it's not a cure-all by itself, but it can certainly help with some of these environmental changes in making um, it more uh, workable for these kitties to get along. And then um, the other important thing that I'll mention, Lori, is that if you do catch your cats where he's starting to get vigilant, he's starting to uh, stalk her, um, he's starting to kind of go after her, you don't want to yell at him and punish him in any way. Um, that, that actually can kind of make him more jazzed up and, and make things worse. So we do look for distractions, and we look for things that he can do as an alternative. Um, so sometimes, sometimes we'll use, like, noisemakers. Um, sometimes it's something as shaking a can of pounce uh, and treats and just having him go towards another direction, but really to try to just avoid and prevent those situations and not to make um, anyone feel bad about it because they're, ju- they're doing what they do. And cats, um, you know, cats are funny. It's, I always say it's kind of like, you know, uh, college age girls sharing a dorm room. Um, you can put them together, but they're not going to necessarily like each other or get along. You have to kind of give them their personal space in that way. I have so just things started, thank goodness, at the litter boxes, and I have water on all three levels of my house and food on, in the two different areas. Yeah, and, and that's all of these things, you know, it's not just one thing, so you really have to do some of these kind of broad changes through the home yeah. environment. And I, I mentioned drugs as the last therapy because, you know, we can be popping pills into him and it doesn't necessarily change the environment. And and for cats, that's really a big thing. Some great things to kind of redirect that predatory drive that he's now putting on the other kitty um, or to get some of these great interactive toys. Uh, Frolly Cat, for for one, makes a lot of neat things that'll keep his attention. So where he can chase, um, you know, a little mouse that's going around, um, laser tag toys, things like that where, you know, it really gives him an outlet to be a cat and to be a predatory cat. We just got a call from Blair, and she wanted to know more about Dr. Debbie's books. She has a pug and thought she heard Dr. Debbie say that she has a book on pugs. Yes, she does. Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Mini Schnauzers, and Pugs, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Great writing, by the way. 
You're, well, thank you. You're a, you're a brilliant writer. You're fun. Oh. You know, you're just as funny writing as you are on the air. And just oh, as I appreciate for- that so much, Hal. And, and you know, with the puggies, there's so many things. We we're talking prevention today, and there's so many things that I do touch upon in the book about things we can avoid and prevent mm-hmm. with these guys. So it is something that I think everyone just needs to know what breed you got and what you got to watch for. You can get this at Amazon.com or hit the link over at AnimalRadio.com. And you can go right over and purchase the books. They're ebooks. And let's uh, head over to Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing? Hi, how are you guys? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. What's going on? I have an elderly cat. She's 19. And wow. she has a very active thyroid, which she's taking medicine for, but she continues to lose weight. And I was wondering if you had some tips on what I could feed her to keep the weight up. Wow, I have to commend you. 19 years old. Holy moly. Yes, and she gets around really well. She hops around, she runs around, but again, she's just losing weight and... Um, we're afraid if we up the dosage that that could impact, I guess, her liver function. Um, potentially more her kidneys. Her but, you kidneys, know, it, I'm sorry. It's probably it. Yeah. With, with cats with um, high thyroid levels, um, there, there's a lot of different ways to tackle this. And, and in a cat of her age, you know, medication's probably the most direct way. Um, although right. there is a diet that is actually um, very iodine restricted that for some cats, that can work wonderfully without the need of sh- shoving pills <laughs> down their throat. Um, oh, okay. So, and if she's a sole cat in the home, that's a great option. It gets a little bit more tricky if you've got multiple cats, making sure they don't eat this or they get their own food. Right. Um, but the challenge is when we have a th- high thyroid, we have to balance that with the kidneys because they're kind of on a, what I call a teeter-totter. So sometimes when we're treating a high thyroid level, we may get that in control and actually uncover that the kitty has kidney disease. So it doesn't necessarily cause a kidney problem, but it just means that we're kind of unmasking that and we're discovering she has two conditions and we're just going to pick the the worst of two evils and, and try to balance those out. So um, for me, I like to try to get these kitties' um, thyroid levels as best in control as we can without jeopardizing those kidneys. The problem will be is that if you're having trouble getting her to gain weight, it may be... The, the greatest indicator that her disease is not well controlled. So okay. you could shove, cho- I shouldn't say chocolate, that's not good. <laughs> you can sho- shove high calorie food in front of her and she may eat it and eat it and eat it and she's not going to put that weight on if her metabolism is still racing to that of a high um, thyroid cat. Um, okay. She just can't put the weight on. So um, I-, I don't know if you, do you know where her numbers are at all as far as with her thyroid level? You know, they thought that they were okay right now, and they thought the kidney function was good as well. So okay. both of those two were in balance the last time that we checked it, okay. um, but there just seems to be a continued weight loss. And she's really With- old, and don't think that I, I don't take that into account, but... Yeah, and, and that's where, for me, I look at the ongoing diseases that could be going on. So if her kidneys are to a degree where that's actually showing up on blood work, that may also be affecting um, her ability to put weight on because cats with chronic mm-hmm. kidney disease definitely have sometimes suppressed appetites and weight loss. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I would say that one of the most appropriate diets is to um, keep her kidneys in mind and go with mm-hmm. one that's going to be a high-fat but kidney-based diet. So um, check with your veterinarian what brands they carry in their office but for a cat with 
chronic kidney disease would be the, the best diet that I might look at for a kitty like yours. The other kind of diseases that are out floating around there in a cat that's over 15, and certainly 19, it's on the radar, can be some of the different intestinal diseases. Um, right. Inflammatory bowel disease and GI-based lymphoma are possibilities, especially if we've got you know blood work looking pretty decent, we've got all our other conditions controlled, and we're still dropping weight. So that might be a, a thought as well. It's not unheard of if, if your vet is thinking along those lines. Sometimes there's... Mm-hmm palliative things that we might use um, that can be used to treat that under the assumption because we're you know we're not necessarily saying going for a biopsy in a 19 year old cat um, right but if right. it seems indicated for something like prednisone if they suspect something like that that might be a therapy that could help uh, keep her weight on and to address those other conditions that could be present so no simple easy fix I hope that helps your, your baby out thank you Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. It's a big, big show today. Sometime this hour, Joey Volani will try his hand at comedy with a (laughs) pet-related, grooming-related joke. And it's very hard to find something that's related to both of those, but you've worked many, many hours to find something that's truly appropriate uh, Unfortunately, Joey will not. He will not get to tell that joke. Jay Leno is now replacing him. <laughs> Besides Joey's joke, the cat whisperer. Do you know what they tell the cat whisperer? What? What? Speak up. You, you, you can tell we're in rare form today. You might want to record this show. This might be one of those keepers. Well, it might be a blackmail show. Yeah, actually, once you record it, get rid of the tape immediately. Yeah. Okay. It'll self-destruct anyway. Hey, Stace, what are you working on? I don't know if you've ever swallowed anything whole before um, that you're not supposed to swallow. <laughs> I did. Once I swallowed a penny when I was a kid, and I remember my mom turned me upside down and my sisters by my feet. They stuffed a bagel in me, and then they turned me upside down. I don't know why they gave me the bagel and then turned me upside down. But anyway, they tried to get the penny out. That didn't work. It had to come out other ways. But um, there's a dog that not only did one penny, a hundred more, wow. hundred and ten more, to be exact. I'll tell you all about this pooch and how he's doing. Coming up on Animal Radio News. There you go. You know, swallowing things whole is my hobby. Now, let me ask you guys this: If I were to swallow whole that guy, what's his name, uh, Kobayashi, the guy who eats a lot, oh, yeah. after he eats, like, let's say he breaks the world's record for eating pizza, and then I swallow him whole, do, do you, I then break the yes, record? Yes, you automatically yes, you get the yes, record after yes. that. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. What? I'll make a swallow no you whole, Joey. Hey, you would do that for me? <laughs> I'm blushing over here. Let's see. Oh, that noise in the background, if you hear that. that let me tell you what that is. We got a bagel stuck in the air conditioner. How it's, did that happen? Yeah. That I don't want to know. A little pre-show. I think it sounds like a hamster in a wheel. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yes, there you go. Uh, it's only just a bagel. Yeah, well, you know what? I can step on my desk and I might be able to tap it. <laughs> Major difference. <laughs> That's good, huh? Dr. Debbie dislodging the bagel from the air conditioner as she steps up on the equipment. <laughs> I've got dust in my eyes. <laughs> what are you going to do with the bagel? Are you going to eat that? Because if you're not going to eat that, yeah, I'll take really. the bagel now. <laughs> if it was a donut, I would consider it, but nah, I don't know about the bagel. <laughs> Let's uh, head to Stefan. Is it Stefan? Stefan. Hey, yes, it is. How are you doing today? Stefan. Great. Great. What's going on? Oh, I just had a question. We've got a rescue dog, my wife and I. It's a lab and pit bull mix, is what the vet has told us. 
but it's now it's uh, it's got one of its toenails that's split all mm-hmm. the way up. And I was wondering okay. if you had a solution for that. That's weird. It just doesn't oh. seem like it wants to heal. Yeah. Is it um, bleeding? Is he looking at it? it? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. She. Sorry. And, and it, it heals up for a little bit, and then she she seems like she pulls it apart again. Is there some kind of a splint or something like that I can put well, on it the- or wrap something around it? Okay. Well, the challenge with um, split nails, and uh, now I should ask, are any of her other nails abnormal or having any problems? No, just that one. Okay, because there's a couple things that we really would talk about when we have a damaged toenail. And if it's going what I call a longitudinal break, so the split goes up the length of the nail, and especially if it gets up as high as where the nail bed is, so where the skin and the nail meet, those are the right. worst type of nail breakages to deal with because um, one of the, the main ways that we deal with a broken toenail is we cut the nail back to where the nail is healthy and um, stop the bleeding, and it kind of shuts off that whole uh, pulp of the nail, if you will, and allows it to heal. If we can't do that and the nail is broken above the level of the nail bed, then in many cases this just kind of keeps festering. So there's a couple strategies. One is to, to try to have that trim back and have the pet on medical therapy, antibiotics, and bandaging, and to see how that grows out. Now, ironically, last week I had, I think, three dogs with broken toenails of this this nature, um, and okay. uh, a couple of them, we actually had to amputate the toe. Um, one dog had a degree of osteomyelitis, or bone infection, that had occurred from the nail being damaged above the nail bed area. Um, that can oh. be determined by having an x-ray of the area and evaluating that. If that that's present. Really, the best thing is to take that that end of the digit off, um, because otherwise you okay. put the whole whole foot and the whole um, toe in jeopardy there. Um, so that okay. may be one solution to stop things. For other pets, if that's not going, if not if that's not the case, then we can try um, trimming it back as it starts to grow out to try to uh, get that kind of clean edge, if you will. And and this is where kind of you know looking at it. If you haven't had your baby to a vet, I would definitely say that would be the first step to. To see how that falls into the whole degrees of this, some of these guys can do fine with medical care, but um, you know you definitely need to make sure she's on an antibiotic and some pain medicine uh, because these things hurt okay. like the bejesus, and, and they'll definitely yeah. it's, it's, you can't really make them not chew on it because it it really hurts, and um, mm-hmm. so that's that's where sometimes the swiftest solution is to just cut the little tip of that nail off in a surgery and be done and over with it, and she'll heal up in ten days. Okay, okay, we'll take her to our vet then. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, thank you for the call. I I appreciate your program. Listen to it every weekend. Oh, we appreciate that you're listening. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, the first time that I've heard of this kind of thing happening. Is this a diet related thing? Well, that's a great question, Hal. In many cases, it's just kind of a function of a very vigorous, active dog and just a bad accident. They snag it in something in the yard. Sometimes it's from long toenails, um, so we always want to make sure the nails are kept short. There are some dogs that this kind of break um, or them not healing from the break may alert us to something like cancer in the toe. So that is a possibility. And then there's even some unusual um, immune problems in the nail that can occur. So so that's why I was asking him if he had other toenails that were affected because mm. sometimes brittle, broken nails that happen all over the toes can be a symptom of a problem that we really need to uh, diagnose and address in a whole body type nature. 
Okay. What, he, what he told me before we went on air is that it was an accident. I guess his dog was climbing or digging or something and, uh, and, and injured it. Okay. Well, that's the best case scenario. And is hopefully there's not bone infection set in and, and that can be dealt with most uh, easily. We are just around the corner from news with Stacy Cohn. What do you got? You know, Americans are overweight and uh, it's one of the top problems in the United States. But it's becoming one of the top problems with dogs and cats. And you know what? They're getting the same diseases as adults. I'll tell you more about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Does anybody want to hear my pet-based joke I have? Definitely. Okay. Well, this lady wants a Mexican hairless for her birthday. So she's waiting, she's waiting. Her birthday comes up. Her boyfriend comes in, and her boyfriend has the schnauzer. And she's upset, but you know what? It's a dog. She's happy, but she's upset. But she's looking at the dog, and she says, you know what? Honestly, if I take all the hair off of this dog, it'll probably look like a Mexican hairless. So what she does is she figures that if she gets on a Harley and drives down to the local drugstore, um, she can go get some hair remover. So she gets on a bike, starts it up, goes to the drugstore, comes in. She's looking around. She doesn't see any hair remover, so she figured, you know, let me ask the pharmacist here. So she goes to the pharmacist. Hey, do you have any hair remover? He goes, hold on one second. Let me um, let me go get it. So he goes in the back. He comes out. And he comes out with this can, puts it down, and he goes, okay. Let me just tell you something about this. It's pretty strong. So if you're going to use it on your legs, you got to be careful. She goes, nope, it's not for my legs. Okay, well if you're gonna put it under your arms, the same thing. You got it's not for under my arms. It's for my <laughs> schnauzer. He goes, lady, you put that stuff on your schnauzer, you won't ride that Harley for a month. <laughs> Come on, oh, it was man. better than that. So we got a laugh machine, anything in the you studio? Didn't like, you didn't like the uh, the response. The response was not appropriate. No, the response was bad. Tough room. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug and Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaInChewies.com. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to turntohelpnow.com today. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's being there for my customers. It's lending a hand at any hour. And it's having my coworkers' backs day or night. You work hard to earn your money, and we're here to help you keep more of it. TurboTax has experts available to answer your questions by phone or live chat, so you get the answers you need and every penny you deserve. TurboTax. 
the power to keep what's yours. Try it free at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. We're very happy to announce that uh, we've removed the bagel. Oh, I don't want to say we've... Oh, come on, I Debbie, did it. Dr. Debbie removed the, the bagel from the air conditioner. Actually got up on top of the equipment and uh, reached up there. And <laughs> He's <removed> still coughing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hit the phones. We have Tammy on the phone. Hi, Tammy. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Save us. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. You guys are having a good time, though, without me. So uh, <laughs> I'll do the best I can. What's going on? Uh Hey, um, I have a one-year-old boxer. Um, actually, he's one of three boxers. And every time I come home and let him out of the crate, he attacks me with so much excitement. I I mean, I don't know what to do. I'm, what I'm do you do? What? Um, well, I ignore him. I turn my back to him, to which he just jumps all over the backside of me. That's um, perfect that you I do that. Him, I tell him no, and I put my hand like flat out in front of his face. That does absolutely nothing. He's just so excited. Okay. Let's talk. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's pretty common. And I always tell people when they come home to ignore their dog for the first fifteen or twenty minutes, and when they leave. They should ignore their dog for the first 15 or 20 minutes because we talk about triggers. And when you leave the house, there are certain things you do that let your dog know that you're leaving, and that gets them cranked up on the juice, I like to call it. And young dogs, they get cranked up on the juice big time. And so since dogs don't talk, we have to communicate with our bodies. That's what they learn. So you turning your back on them is perfect, and you've got to keep doing that. It won't work instantly. A lot of people think, oh, that didn't work. i got to try something else. But turning your back on your dog, ignoring your dog when he's doing things that you don't like is a great way to teach your dog to do things that you do like. That's what you want to do. Usually when a dog jumps on you or he doesn't walk on the leash properly, it's not because you know he wants to be bad. It's because you haven't taught him that you don't want him to do that. And the best way, again, to teach him is to ignore him. So what I want you to do is when you come home, don't let him out of the crate. Just go about your business. Don't talk to him. Don't look at him. And it's very hard for humans not to talk. You know, we want to talk. That's how we communicate. Dogs don't talk. They just watch you. So yeah. I always tell my I always tell my kids, you know, I love being with the dog because he doesn't talk. Because my kids talk and talk and they never say anything. They just keep talking. So when you yeah. come home, ignore him for fifteen minutes. Let him out of the kennel. If he he's probably not going to be as excited because you know he's got fifteen minutes to calm down. He's going to start to learn that when you come home, you're not going to let him out of the kennel right away. And only let him out when he's calm. Then you let him out. If he jumps on you, turn your back on him and pay no attention to him. And it might take a week to two weeks, three weeks, a month, before he starts to figure out, okay, I'm not getting any attention anymore for jumping on her. Then when he sits down and he's calm, that's when you give him attention. Remember, that's a very important rule. Only give your dog attention when he's doing what you want him to do. Never give him attention when he's doing what you don't want him to do because it confuses him. Look at it from the dog's point of view. If he jumps on you and gets attention, even if it's negative attention, well, he's going to keep jumping on you. So you ignore them when they're doing what you don't like, but you've got to do it for a period of time, a long period of time, and you've got to have patience and stick with it. All right. You I can will, do it, I girl. I will definitely do that because he's, he's, uh, he's killing me. And I just have a, um, a, a 12-week-old puppy. He's kind of teaching him the same 
Oh, of course. They feed off of, yeah, they feed off. So you being calm, remember, ignore them when you come home, ignore them when you leave the house. That's key. That's a very important thing. Okay, so before we leave, um, we put them in their crates and then just kind of like hang out here and then go. Yes, put them in their crates 15 minutes to a half hour before you leave, or else that will be a trigger. So what you do is you put them in the crate sometimes when you're not even leaving. You know, you confuse, you, what you do is you trick them. You, you change the pattern. So maybe once every other day you just stick them in the crate for no reason at all. Go into the next room, whatever it is. But when you leave the house, put them in the crate 15 minutes to a half hour before you go. It will give them a lot of time to mellow out. Don't say goodbye. It's going to be very hard. You're going to forget. You're going to go, oh, see you later, boy. Don't say anything. Just leave. Don't say anything. Okay. You can do All it. Right. If, I can do it. I can do it. Thank you so much. Alan, what if the dog is doing something destructive? Well, when a dog's doing something destructive, you got to make a major correction right then and there so that he connects the dots. So, like, let's say your dog starts chewing your furniture, right? You immediately give him a correction. You immediately go over there, and you, you, you if he's got a leash handle on, you flick your wrist, give him a correction, or you just go, no, and you, and you just tap him on the neck with your fingers, and then you stick a toy in his face that he's allowed to chew. It's all about teaching them what you want, setting them up for success, and rewarding them when they're doing exactly what it is you want. That's how my wife trained me. Well, that's how, that, when you think about it, dogs and men are a lot alike we because are. men don't hear what women say. Mm-hmm. They just notice the body language like, you know, oh, honey, you're mad? Yeah, because the woman turns our back on him and walks <laughs> away, and then he's like, oh, something's wrong here. Something's wrong. Amanda, hey, Amanda, how are you doing? Well, hello. Where are you calling well, from today, you? cheery little gal? <laughs> I'm calling for lovely Port Wanimi, California, oh. little military town. Oh, I know. Ooh, give we're, a shout out. Animal Radio started in Oxnard, California, so yeah. we're very familiar Isn't with that. Oxnard. Oxnard. What's an Oxnard? <laughs> the Nard of the Ox. Yes. Hey, what's going on with you, Amanda? Well, my neighbor has like a multitude of cats, and she is allowing her cats free range in our area so there's no control of them uh they take the liberty of uh spraying my door Mm -hmm. and they have made it their thing to do and i I spoke with her and she denies that they do it even though she knows that they're doing it Uh, okay And, and do you have pets yourself I have none. Oh, so, okay. So you've already tried talking to her, and that's not getting you anywhere, huh? No. <laughs> okay. Well, there are some things that you can use as deterrence um, to try to keep the kitties away from your area and your property. Um, normally, I, my first recommendation is to go knocking on the door and to talk to the folks about that, um, because in many communities, even though cats are often let outside, there are leash laws. Um, right. And to allow them to run at large, is actually a violation of the leash law. So that's something I always like to try to kind of encourage them to um, take take control of, of the kitty world there. Um, the next things that you might be faced with doing are looking for those good deterrents that can help to encourage those cats to find out something else that's not so appealing as your house. Um, and the first thing that I like to direct folks to are some of the wonderful motion-activated deterrent systems that are out there. And that's these. True. I have two of them in place, and okay. I don't know what's going on. They they jump up on the screen and swing. Okay. <laughs> and do you have the kind that uh, shoots out water or makes a no. sound? Mine, I understand, emits a high-pitched uh, sound that humans don't hear, and I sort of okay. believe that's a lie. 
Well, it just might not be maybe as offensive as we need. Um, and uh, the, the one thing I recommend, if you can make it happen, is that they have motion-activated ones that actually hook up to your sprinkler. It basically sends out a big... And um, when the kitty sets off that, or, or I guess even the mailman, so you're going to kind of watch how you set these things up. Um, but when the critter walks through the electronic eye, the the water gets turned on, and it you know for cats that's a that's a kind deterrent, if you will. So that might be one option. There are also other ones that are motion activated um, sounds. Uh, one that is like a compressed canister that goes. Pssst, and kind of more along the lines of a cat hiss. And that might be something else that's a little bit more um, up the kitty's alley than worrying about some of these high-pitched noises. And then, you know, I like to try some natural things and um, throw in along with all these other steps that I'm mentioning. Um, use some citrus. Cats don't typically like citrus, so you can take things like lemon peels or orange peels and kind of put them in the area around where you want to avoid them from um, going through. Um, so that's nice if it's a garden area or just somewhere off to the side. Um, and change that as they kind of dry out and, and get a, lose their freshness. But that can that can be helpful as well to just encourage them to not come to that area. Now, you said this was a door or it's a It's porch? a screen door. Screen door. Okay. Mm-hmm. In most situations, if we have cats peeing in the house in inappropriate places, we would ask you to use an enzyme-based cleaner. Now, if you don't have a cat, you probably don't have this on the shelf. But if there's a way that you can kind of clean and disinfect the area, you'd want to go to a pet store and pick up an enzyme-based cleaner that helps to break down the odor of the cat urine. And that can be um, you know, a good way to try to take away some of the interest for them returning to the scene of the crime. And, and I, you know what? The, the other thing I have... I've had some friends that are kind of in some of the rural areas that have told me that using um, some of the different predator urines, like coyote urine, um, and kind of uh, taking a little essence of coyote urine and sprinkling that in the environment, that, uh, you know, different type of smell, different kind of urine, but it, yeah. it, as, a, as a scent, it, it can be um, a deterrent because, you know, cats don't typically want to go hanging out where some of these predators are, and that might be a way to kind of psychologically try to keep them away as well. But what's worse? Oh. Yeah, the coyote the urine. The coyote urine you know, we or could the cat do, urine. We could send Joe. Yeah, yeah, we could send Joey Volani over there to uh, take Let care of your neighbor. No, <laughs> no. Jeez, oh my gosh. Okay. We, we wish you the best of luck with that. There's a few ideas there. If, you, if you're still at odds ends, give me a call back and uh, we'll try to put an end to this because I know it's kind of tough, especially if you don't have an animal, which is kind of strange that they're over there. If you don't, maybe is, someone who is. lived there before you had an animal. They did. They had several cats. Ah. Yeah. But not that door. That door is brand new. Oh. Well, it was new six, six years ago when I moved in. Well, try some of those things and then call us back if you're still having problems. Okay. I certainly will, and I thank you much. Have a great day. After I turned 40, my body started changing. I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. I started experiencing hot flashes, but the weight gain, that was the worst, especially the belly fat. I started taking Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy. I feel as beautiful today at 50 as I did when I was 30. Thank goodness for Amberin. It rebalances your hormones naturally, which relieves the symptoms of hormonal imbalance in menopause, like weight gain, hot flashes, fatigue, low libido, and more. Amberin is the advanced all-natural formula, clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40, with no big change in lifestyle required. Amberin definitely made me feel energetic and sexy again. 
For a limited time, you can try Amberin risk-free and get a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-417-0351. That's 1-800-417-0351. 1-800-417-0351. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A New York woman says she was beyond upset when she found out that her dog made an unplanned trip to Ireland on its own. It happened as Edith Lombardo Allback and her family were moving to Phoenix. She told ABC News that she put Hendrix, that's her six-year-old English Springer Spaniel, on a United Airlines flight to meet up with her husband and her daughter. They already made the move to the desert. But just seven minutes before Hendrix's flight was scheduled to land, Lombardo Allback got a call saying the dog had accidentally been sent to Ireland instead. Edith says she almost fainted at first, although the airline promised that somebody in Ireland would feed and walk Hendricks before the dog made the seven-hour trip back to the New Jersey airport. Edith says she spent some time with Hendricks before he had to hop on another plane to reach his final destination in Arizona. United, of course, apologized for what they called a rare incident, and they refunded her money back. But it, you know what? It is expensive to fly a dog anyway. It's like 250 bucks each way sometimes. So that was a good deal that they uh, they flew him back. But she, that dog should have got at least free peanuts on the way back. Obesity, not just a problem for Americans, it's a problem for pets too. According to the latest National Pet Obesity Awareness Day survey, it was done by the Association for Pet Obesity Prevention. Over half of both dogs and cats in the U.S. are overweight. 52% of dogs tip the scales at what their vet would consider to be overweight or obese, along with 58% of cats. These figures account for about 80 million dogs and cats who are living under the care of Americans who are also at increased risk for disorders like diabetes and hypertension and many cancers, too. In cats, the study found a significant escalation in the number of type 2 diabetes cases and dogs, certain breeds like Labrador Retrievers, Golden Retrievers, were found to be at greater risk for obesity than others. It's just their body type. I have a lab who's a little chubby, too. I mean, he eats the same as my Jack Russell and my other mixed breed dog, but He's still kind of chunky. Try to, you know, you try to keep him uh, slim. Best thing is get those dogs out to run around. There's a dog in Manhattan who's doing just fine after vets successfully removed more than 100 pennies from his tummy. The owner of the 13-year-old Jack Russell Terrier told the New York Daily News his dog is more like the Tasmanian devil since the energetic dog eats just about anything he can get. 
That includes 111 pennies that were knocked to the floor when he went after a bag of bagel crumbs that were left on a desk. Vets pulled the pennies out at five at a time during a two-hour operation. And guess what? Yes, they got to keep the change. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. That Hotels.com April Shower Sale is incredible. I know. I can't believe how much money we saved. Don't say that too loudly. If the bellhops hear how much we save, they'll be on us looking for big tips. Too late. Uh, hi, folks. Take your bag. Call your limo. Wow. Uh, can I bring you extra towels? How about a club sandwich? I can carry you down the stairs. Throw it on rose petals. The Hotels.com April Shower Sale. On now through April 29th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 30%. Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. That's the sound of Selsun Science wiping out dandruff. Introducing Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Feel it get to the root of dandruff and gently whisk scalp irritation away with soothing vitamins B5, E, and essential oils. Now when you style your hair, it feels oh so good to the touch. New Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Science for your scalp. Uses directed. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's juggling school and work. It's paying my dues on the job. And it's pulling all-nighters when I need to. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. Radio. Welcome, my friend. Hard to believe just got off the phone. Some brand new listeners. After 12 years to find new listeners just is amazing. Thank you so much for listening. We're, uh, where were they calling from? Was it St. Louis? Yes, they were in our brand new station. WHCO. Thanks, guys. Is this true? We're having the Cat Whisperer on today? Yes, we are. What is it? Michelle Nagel Schneider? I think you've got that right. Okay, she'll be talking to your cats in just a few minutes right here at Animal Radio. I love her name. I think I have a little Nagel Schneider on my neck. Can you look at Let's that? Let's go on w? to the. We're going to go over to the Nagel Schneiders for some bingo. We replaced the Doppler weather with a Nagel Schneider weather system. <laughs> Take a taco and a Nagel Schneider. If I had a gun in the studio. <laughs> uh, if I had a Nagel Schneider for every time I said something stupid. Stop it. Joy, you're just sitting there going, oh, my God. 
help me, Joy. Don't have my gun with me, Judy. <laughs> Nothing like having your Nagel Schneider firmly planted on a Harley. That's right. Just just, just watch the hair remover. <laughs> that would be a great sitcom show, the Nagel Schneiders. <laughs> okay. Can we get back to this radio thing? Yes, sure. Uh, our dream team here, just in case you are new to Animal Radio, to my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Uh, to my right, now is dog father Joey Volani. They swap places with dog trainer Alan Cable. They're playing musical chairs in the studio, it seems like. Uh, we also have animal communicator Joy Turner bridging that gap for you, and it is toll-free. You have nothing to lose. one 405 and we welcome to the show. I did not know that there was such a thing as the cat whisperer. There certainly is Michelle Nagelschneider. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Now, tell us about your cats, first of all. Are they well-behaved? Because the carpenter's uh, cabinets are always the worst cabinets. They, it's the same thing I wonder about, you know, behaviorists. Are your cats well-behaved? I am very lucky in that sense. They're all seven of them sitting here watching me, probably thinking how to foil my plans or what I'm going to say. Seven of them. <laughs> no, I'm very lucky, but, but I know what you mean. It's that, what do they say, the child, or the uh, shoemaker's children have no shoes. I'm That's lucky it. in that sense that they are. They're really well. well we just adopted our seventh cat. Wow. And, uh, With seven cats, there's no, like, peeing going on, weird, inappropriate yeah. urination or anything? Really? No, I have enough litter boxes everywhere. So that's the key. A lot of people put them all in the same area. And as they get older, that's one of the ways they structure their social hierarchy is time-sharing the litter box areas and the food <laughs> areas, the water areas, all of that. And well, so, so now you have eight litter boxes? Yeah, at least eight. At least eight. <laughs> at least eight boxes. Lost count. Spread out in many different areas. I have one right now. I'm in my office. I have one in my closet, you know, because I know what happens. You know, I'm not immune to anything, you know, so I definitely want them spread out everywhere. Well, what, that's probably, probably like one of the biggest problems you hear about, I, I assume, is that's inappropriate. One. That's about 70% of what I do is the litter box. Well, you know, I've seen where people have, you know, three cats and they'll say, well, I have four litter boxes. They're all in one room and they have a two-story house. It's like, well, no wonder. Or you have issues. Yeah, and things are fine until the cats are about two years old. That's one of the emails we get most often. Ah. Is everything was fine until they're about two, but then that's when they move into social maturity and they want to structure their social hierarchy and they'll t- they want to work out this time sharing arrangement with the other cats in the household. And so if they can't do it very easily, they'll just carve out their own area, like uh, under the dining room table or on your couch, something Ooh. like that. Oh, and then other problems follow suit. Then you get preferences for soft things to urinate on, and so the problem just grows, you know. So you got to take care of it sooner rather than later. Mm. Well, you put together a book, The Cat Whisperer, Why Cats Do What They Do and How to Get Them to Do What You Want. And, and hold for the laughter. I'm just, just for, <laughs> okay. because... Yeah. Well, well, no, no, because that title, oh, it's a long story how that came out. Random House is the, uh, the publisher. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I always thought in parentheses it should say, well, it's really what your cat's... Uh, it's what your cats want, but I'm not going to tell the owner that. You know, <laughs> yeah. it is really. There you know, we're we just go. trying to direct their behavior where we want it. Well, is it really possible to train a cat? I mean, I I don't think so, but you yeah, for sure. prove me wrong. Yeah, for sure. Well, anything with a brain, uh, they learn by experience. You know, you can train a goldfish. You know, sure. and, and just simply the way to describe that, I, I always mention this to my clients. You know, if you walk to the uh, the uh, goldfish uh, tank, and and you pick up the food. I mean, they know. They're like, oh, that you know, that leads to to food, and so they'll swim to the top of the uh, 
to the top of the water, you know, to be fed. And, and if anything, I mean, hope, hopefully we can train cats because they can train us very well. You know, they've got that down, in fact. You know, meow, 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 give me food, let me outside. So, but they, the one element that's missing with cats is they don't want to, they don't have any uh, need to obey us like the dogs do <laughs> because they have that pack mentality. So that's out of the equation, which in some ways can make it more simple. They're really, you know, food-motivated, attention-motivated. You know, my cats are clicker trained. Many of them can do um, high five. I just, wow. you know, do the click and, oh, great, now here they all come. Thinking they're <laughs> get something. But, yeah, so, and it's stimulating, you know, to train them. You know, they do, you know, some cats, they re- their minds are really meant to do something. We keep them inside the house, keeping them in captivity, if you think about it, kind of unnatural. They really need to have their little minds working. So training them, we're doing some, you know, positive-based reward system like Cooker training is a good thing. Okay, I have four cats, and one cat is always trying to run out the door. They're all indoor, and the minute that door's open, he runs out between your legs. He's very smart. He's He, he needs challenges and stuff. How the heck do I get him to stop running out the door? Is he running out the door when you come home or when you want to as go? As soon as uh, that door is open, doesn't matter coming or going. Doesn't he, he just want to get outside? Well, he just wants out. He yeah. sees an open yeah. door, and he goes for it. So, what we've done with our clients, that door darting, there's a few things, but one, we, uh, so for example, when you come home, you could um, begin training him uh, to go to a place uh, where he would receive some treats or his uh, cat food, you know, something that he would eat right away. Mm-hmm. And so he would immediately learn that, oh, when she comes home and opens the door, I run oh. to the opposite end of the house oh. to my cat tree, and that's where I, I get fed. So that, Ooh. it takes time. I mean, everything right. takes about few weeks but he would just that would you know as long as he's food motivated oh i do i have i have a treat that he would love to do that with yeah idea i never heard thought of that miss miss uh what's your last name again i love your last name do a lot of people you know what you need to be a permanent part of this show she's great she should be the cat expert on this show yeah well if anyone can pronounce my name i always say it's easier than jingleheimer schmidt (laughs) 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 the book is called the cat whisperer why cat do what they do and how to get them to do what you want. The author, Michelle Nagelschneider, joining us. I have ten copies to give away right now. No, you don't. You have nine. Nine copies. Yes. Sorry, Hal. There's always one I lost know. to the cause. Yeah, it got lost. one 405 If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to the, uh, well, how about Amazon or your bookstore? Ask them to order it. Either one. If you have a bookstore, those things are going extinct like nobody's business. I Could know. I use this book on women? This sounds a lot like what women, you know, like to, the technique Alan. You read my mind. Yeah, yeah. You read my mind. Oh, was that a question for me, if you can use it on women? Yeah, I always yeah, tell yeah. everyone that, you know, it's the men that love cats. They usually do better with women. They don't Ooh. need that immediate gratification like they do dogs, you know. Oh. Women are so much more like cats, you know. There you we're, go. There you go. We're not going to give in, you know. We're our own, you know, species. <laughs> would you, would you, are, you, are you with man, and how many litter boxes does he need? Oh, God. <laughs> He actually goes outside. No, I'm just Does he have a cat? Would you would you be more attracted to a guy with a cat or a dog? Definitely a cat. I've everyone that I've uh, in the past, they've all been dog. Well, actually no. I guess about a few of them have been cat people. I think the cat men are more gentle and more letting you be who you want to be, you know, versus I, you know, thinking you know? back, I agree. I totally you agree, agree with that. You know, you I, should, I got an easy way, Judy. For you with the cat. So What's what that? you do is you leave a box right outside the door of the cat, so that the opening of the box faces the door. So when you open up the door, the cat runs right in the box. You bring the box in the house. It's a lot easier. <laughs> 
Sir Joey Volani brought to you by a brand new sponsor. Is this correct? That's correct. Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. Flex RX doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. Mm. Flex RX is available at pet shops and retailers across the country. And welcome on board to Animal Radio. Joey, how are you doing today? Can't complain. I'm doing good. What do you got for us? Well, we were in the salon, and we have a lot of people that come in with specialty shampoos, whether it be medicated shampoo or flea and tick, or just something different than your ordinary just cleaning product. And there's certain ways that you have to work with this stuff to make it work right. If you're using a product that's a medicated product, what you want to make sure is before I apply these products, and even though they say use these products exclusively, I have to clean the dog. What most of these things take out of the equation, they look at it as a medication that goes onto the skin and helps cure the problem. But what they don't figure out, nine times out of ten, you're dealing with a dog that's dirty or extremely dirty. So what happens is, because these products really don't have the surfactants in them to um, remove the dirt, when you apply it to the pet, you don't get maximum impact out of it because it's not absorbed into the skin because what ends up happening is it floats basically on top of a layer of dirt and grease. So when I rinse it away after letting it sit on the dog, it really didn't do its job. So when I work with that kind of product, I want to clean the skin first. So I, what I want to do is just use a regular... I would say mild-based shampoo, nothing harsh um, or full of a lot of um, detergents because what's going to end up happening is that could irritate the problem make it worse. But I do want to get that oil and grease off. So if you look in your local store, if, if, if you're you know applying these products to your pet, find something that says um, mild shampoo. Use that to wash your pet first and then put the product on second because now you'll get 100% of the product to work instead of 15% depending on... Mm. how dirty the pet is. For a pesticide shampoo, flea and tick or something like that, it's completely the opposite. Fleas and ticks will die from a heavy type of detergent product. But okay, but that's, we're talking about Dawn Dish Detergent, palm olive type thing, something mm-hmm. that's real heavy duty. I say only use it in a pinch. It works great, but it's real drying. It's not great for the, for the skin and coat. But if you're using a flea shampoo, what you want to do is, is you want to apply that first. Reason being, if I use just regular pet shampoo first to clean the dog and then put my flea shampoo on, what ends up happening is the fleas want to get away. They're going to get off of the dog or they're going to run into the ears or they're going to run up the nostrils. I mean, they'll go anywhere possible to get away. But if I put the pesticide shampoo on first, well, that's going to kill everything. And then I use another product to clean and flush everything away. So remember this. I'm going to say it again. If I'm using a medicated product, I always want to clean first, put the medicated product on second. If I'm using a pesticide, pesticide first, clean second. Okay? By the way, I wanted to mention that the Joey Volani product line, which includes the brand new spot remover, is over at joeyvolani.com. And of course, we link to that from animalradio.com. Joey Volani's on Animal Radio, and we're damn proud of it. And we're also, Hal, yes. we just got contract with Christmas tree stores. And believe it or not, I always thought Christmas tree stores were just for holiday time. They're actually open 365 they really days are. They got a lot of, yeah. I do my shopping at the Hanukkah store. Well, you know what? Then you got to get me in the Hanukkah store, you know, chain. So <laughs> They have a great flea bath for Jews. Oh. Um, okay, that wasn't Joey Villani, guys. This one. Hey, hey, to I'm know allowed on the, uh, to say that because I am one of the folks. You're one yes. of the tribe here. I'm one of the tribe.
If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.NaturalBalance.net to learn more. It's Animal Radio. Not your father's pet talk. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Villani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and veterinarian Dr. Debbie. And of course, Stacy in the newsroom and Ladybug the studio stunt dog and Judy uh, screening their calls for you. We're all here for you today. We welcome back to the show Dr. Gerald Post. He's the owner of the Veterinary Cancer Center, and uh, they are dedicated to the diagnosis and treatment of cancer in animals, which is no longer necessarily a death sentence. Uh, Doctor, welcome. Thank you so much. We had a chance to talk a little over a month ago about cancer in animals, and uh, we ran out of time, but I wanted to talk to you about what animals are predisposed to cancers and what types. The best breeds um, are probably going to be, um, no surprise, mixed breed dogs as far as their risk for cancer. But I would say people need to not only look at risk of cancer, but also um, personality size, things like that, when they evaluate what breed to get. But as far as cancer goes, um, there are a number of breeds that are predisposed to either one or multiple types of cancers. And if you look at comparing a population of you know mixed breed dogs to a population of, let's say, purebred dogs mm-hmm. like Golden Retrievers or Rottweilers or um, flat-coated retrievers, the portion of dogs that are mixed breed will have um, lower incidence of cancer in general, and that's something called hybrid vigor. In other words, mixing of two breeds' genes tends to bring out the best in both. Mutts are generally stronger all around, aren't they? They they usually are, you know, from a genetic standpoint, um, absolutely. So beyond with, with like, you know, with my clients, when they come in with that brand new puppy, you, you hate to freak them out and tell them all the bad sure. stuff that's going to happen. But, you know, I think part of, you know, my job is to educate folks on what potential diseases. Uh, so beyond that, what else do you advocate for, uh, sure. for for folks with new pets? Absolutely. So I, I think that um, not only is um, knowledge power, but by knowing what to look for, sometimes you can catch these diseases, whether they're cancer or otherwise, at an early enough stage where you can potentially cure them, whereas if you didn't know what to look for and they reared their ugly heads, um, they could be lethal. So, for instance, you know, the breeds that we see a lot of cancer in, you know, for instance, golden retrievers, I still think they're an amazing breed to have. They're a wonderful, sweet family-friendly, kid-friendly, um, and they're just an all-around wonderful dog. But if you do want a golden retrieve or if you're advising your clients about it, I would advise them, you know what, you should probably be on the lookout for lymphoma or hemangiosarcoma, which is a tumor of the spleen in general, or typically. Um, and so when, that, when the animal becomes, you know, middle-aged, five, six, or seven, maybe having, you know, routine ultrasounds, x-rays, blood work, and physical exams done every six months to a year may be warranted. Um, if you have a, you know, owner who just, you know, um, adopted or bought a uh, large or giant breed dog, being on the lookout for any type of, you know, acute lameness and being uh, understanding that 
bone cancer in those animals are much more common than in smaller dogs may make you a bit more um, likely to bring the pet in for x-rays of a lameness rather than just treating it with a non-steroidal or rest, things like that. We're always talking about dog breeds that are predisposed to cancer. Are there any cat breeds that are predisposed to certain cancers? So it's a, it's a really great question, and certainly, you know, in the United States, the vast majority of cats that you know we see in our practice are domestic short hairs, and so the breed specific um, literature on cancer risk is much less robust in in cats than it is in dogs. Um, I would say that there are certain breeds that um, have a risk for other diseases. For instance, the um, Certain British breeds um, have a tendency to have one type of blood type. There are uh, Siamese cats who tend to have one type of mast cell tumor. It tends to be called a histiocytic mast cell tumor. And mast cell tumors in Siamese cats will often regress on their own. And so, yeah, there are breed dispositions in cats as well as dogs. But one of the interesting things about breeds and knowing the breed specificity is, for instance, bladder cancer, which is um, incredibly common in Scottish Terriers. There is a, um, a urine test called the bladder tumor antigen test. And um, using that test in young Scottish Terriers, typically every six months, or West Highland White Terriers, when they're young, every six months, if you get a negative result on that, that tells you that your dog. Um, with a very, very, very high level of confidence, does not have bladder cancer. So you can go on for the next six months and kind of go and take a breath. And a lot of these things that you're talking about aren't necessarily running like hundreds of dollars of tests every time you go to the veterinarian. It's more keeping up with those regular physical exams, right? Absolutely correct. And, you know, also, again, when you're advising your clients when they're, you know, getting a dog, adopting a dog, or buying a dog, by knowing what specifically to look for, um, you can pay a little bit closer attention. You know, when you do a physical exam on a no dying breed dog to look at the joints and specific locations. When you're doing your exam on a um, Scottish Terrier or a Westie, you pay a little bit more attention to the bladder. So, no, these tests are not overly expensive. And a physical examination, you know, is really going to be your best friend. Um, when it comes to preventative medicine. Well, there is so much to learn about this. You can uh, check out the website, by the way, at vcchope.com. vcchope.com is in Veterinary Cancer Center. Dr. Gerald Post joining us. There's a list of uh, dogs and breeds that are predisposed to cancer. We're going to put that list up over at the website at animalradio.com. Dr. Post, thank you so much for joining us again. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, and thank you. That's all we have for you today. We thank you so much for listening. Do not forget, you can ask your questions all week long from the Animal Radio app for your smartphone, your iPhone, or your Android. Download the Animal Radio app right now. You can also listen to past shows. And I believe you're just updating the app so that you can visit our Facebook page and all, all of those resources fun. from the Animal Radio app. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.